Hello, friends and families. Welcome to the Educa DPS podcast. My name is Javier Ibarra, Senior Manager of Media and Public Relations for Denver Public Schools. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Dr. Brooks Rosenquist Montalvo, very fancy name, Manager of Research and Evaluation. Brooks is going to tell us more about our topic today, which is DPS surveys, specifically Dubos Your Voice Survey. Brooks, welcome. How are you today? Great, Javier. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to have you. Brooks, I know you're very passionate about what you do. Can you tell us more about your journey in education and what you do for DPS? Sure. After I graduated from college, I pretty much went straight into teaching. I taught for about 10 years. Um, I was really curious about what teaching and learning was like in different grades and different subjects. So I really did a lot of things. I actually started out teaching kindergarten and I ended up wow. after 10 years teaching high school math. So you went the full spectrum. <laughs> I did, yeah. I did. Um, and then after that, I went back to the university to learn more about um, you know, the best ways that students learn, about how schools and school districts can use uh, data and, and statistics to improve their systems and improve student, student learning. And then so uh, after earning my master's and doctorate, then I moved here with my family to Denver to start working for Denver Public Spo Schools. And I've been working with uh, Denver Public Schools data and data systems for the last seven years. Wow. So you've been in education through and through. So yeah, my whole life, either yeah. teaching or as a student. As a student, I'll, right. Always some, somehow connected with the school. Yeah. Well, I'm glad because we're going to touch on that a little bit in our later questions. Mm -hmm. But let's get into our topic for today. What is the DPS Your Voice, or in Spanish, Tu Voz Family Survey, and why is it important? So we've always had in Denver Public Schools uh, some different surveys, um, trying to figure out you know, the, the satisfaction of the parents and the, st the student experience. They would give feedback on the students and, and on the teachers and how things were going and how they can improve. And similarly, we've had always had surveys with our employees too to try to give that similar kinds of feedback mm -hmm. and so two votes is really the like latest iteration of that it's our school board and our superintendent Dr. Morrell for them it's very important the experience all of our stakeholders especially our, our students but we also want to take into account what our, fa our families experience and our um, employees experience so this is our attempt to really put a number on those kinds of goals for improving the experience for all of those stakeholders. As a family member or a student or an employee, why should I take the survey? So there are a lot of ways to be involved and in, in to give feedback for Denver Public Schools. You know, we have a bunch of different committees and volunteer opportunities in different schools. But, you know, not everyone is able to participate in those, Javier. For some folks, you know, the work hours just don't allow it or their transportation might be an obstacle, or they might speak a, a language that is not English and it might be very difficult to, for them to participate in all those opportunities. However, um, in, even though we have all of those kind of different ways of participating, different ways that DPS gathers data and information and feedback, it, we, do, we do find it very important to try to do some of these large district-wide surveys to really give everyone the chance, everyone that can, the chance to really 
provide that voice to give some feedback. And in that sense, we feel it is kind of one of the most democratic ways because, you know, I think when you go to some meetings, you see that some voices seem louder than others. Mm -hmm. But in these surveys, everyone, everyone's voice really has the same weight. And so for that reason, and because we feel like uh, we are trying to provide as many opportunities to take the survey, this is one that uh, where really we can get some of the highest rates of participation and, and hopefully hear from everybody that is uh, our, one of our, in one of those important stakeholder groups. Would you say that this is one of the ways one of the equitable ways that DPS is moving forward to having families do these surveys? I think it is. Um, you know, like I said, there we have multiple ways of trying to engage with and get feedback from and allow uh, all of our stakeholders to participate. And, you know, even though sometimes it seems like you're always getting different surveys from different companies and they want, they, everyone wants feedback. But you know, I think it's important to remember that uh, DPS isn't one of those companies. This is really our institution. It's a public institution, and we all need to contribute to it. So I think that's one of the reasons why everyone's voice is really important. We do consider that um, you know, the equity angle in trying to allow everyone to participate. That's, why, that's one, actually one of the reasons why our surveys in, uh, you can take it in any of nine different languages, the most wow. nine common languages that are spoken in DPS. Wow, yeah. mm -hmm. that's amazing. That's, mm -hmm. that's great to remind our families that the survey is in your language so that you can feel free to respond and learning your language. What, what did uh, Nelson Mandela said, you know, speak to someone in a language they understand, it goes to their head, but if you speak to them in their language, it goes to their heart. That's a great point. Yeah. yeah. My next question for you is, why does DPS have so many surveys? Mm -hmm. You know, I think that, when I think back to a few years ago when we were in COVID, I know that we were sending surveys much more frequently than we do now. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that was a time when we were dealing with a situation where things were changing so frequently, you know, depending on um, the different policies and the different ways that we thought were safe or not safe. Um, you know, there was a lot of debate about uh, when to bring students back, which ones. You know, we started with, especially for the youngest learners, we tried to keep them mostly in face-to-face -face education and mm -hmm. not, not uh, virtual education. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, for us at the district, when we were dealing with these situations we've never dealt with before, we really needed to uh, get feedback much more frequently to try to figure out the best thing to do and, what, and try to figure out what our families were most com comfortable with, mm -hmm. whether that being coming back in person or, or not wearing masks, things like that. Mm -hmm. So I think that, you know, from that time, we all got a little bit burnt out, uh, not only on surveys, but a lot of other things. Right. So we're, we are mindful of that, and we are trying to limit these large district-wide surveys to one or at most two times a year. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's very important that they fill the, out the one that's coming up because we've reduced the number of surveys, so therefore we really want to get their input. That's right, Javier. And... Our next, our next one in our current schedule, the next family survey of this size will be in the winter. So this is one opportunity we have now, and the next one won't come around until next winter. So yeah. I would really uh, love to see as many families participating now and not having to wait for you know, six months from now to really weigh in on all these topics we ask about. Going back to the, specifically to the Tu Voz or Your Voice survey, what are some of the questions that folks can expect to see on that. Mm -hmm. 
As I mentioned, we have three different surveys, one for the students, one for families, and uh, the third for our employees. I'll speak mostly to the family one, uh, just because I feel like that's probably most relevant to Absolutely. most of the viewers and listeners. Mm -hmm. So in our family, our, our goal as uh, have been laid out by uh, our superintendent, Dr. Morero, in terms of the family experience is uh, primarily to make sure that the families feel welcome in the school. And that can look like, you know, the fact of just feeling welcome to make sure that when they come into the schools, they're treated uh, respectfully and cordially, and that um, they're also allowed to communicate at that school in a language that they understand and they feel comfortable with. Mm -hmm. So that's really first and foremost. And then we dive a little bit deeper into communication. Uh, really uh, have the expectation that schools will be communicating with family members about the progress of their students, their particular strengths, weaknesses, things they might need to work on, their success, celebrating their successes, but at the same time also providing opportunities to participate in decision-making in the school and just to know generally what's going on. We feel like that communication is a key part of the family experience. You touched on this a little earlier, but uh, around the questions, something that families might ask is, what do you do with the data that you collect? Mm -hmm. So we, my team and, and myself, we uh, write a series of reports. We do a district-wide report for the superintendent and mm -hmm. the school board and other district leaders so they can see the overall picture of the district. And then uh, we also generate school-specific reports because we feel it's really important for the principals and other school leaders to get the feedback to find out how their families are feeling to see it. They can sometimes compare from their previous uh, results and see if they have in fact become like more welcoming or if families are feeling less welcome for some reason or if they've been communicating more if they've been communicating less so all of that goes not only to the district leaders but to each and every school principal in addition we think it's important to show that we're transparent in our reports so also on our district website we do have a place where anyone in the public can access the results from the family and um, student surveys Oh wow! Mm -hmm. So it's very transparent for for everyone to see across the board. Yes, that's without without collecting, you know, the, the personal information sort of thing. Correct. These surveys are are completely uh, you're uh, anonymous. You're kept. Uh, your individual responses are kept confidential. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. That way, we are able to collect everyone's voice in a manner that they feel comfortable with. Exactly, and have some confidence that they feel comfortable responding in an honest way about their experience. My next question for you is, how can folks provide feedback to the district about things that are not necessarily on that survey? Mm -hmm. What are some of the ways that, as a community member, I could provide feedback? Mm -hmm. So one of the um, ways that we are able to take some of that feedback and, and do some of that data gathering outside the survey is through our FACE department, right? Our family and uh, community engagement department mm -hmm. and they have a, a telephone number that is set up uh, specifically for that purpose to help people resolve their questions or any issues or any problems that they have be it with their particular school or with uh, some district policy in more generally. What is your strategy to gather survey responses from all students and families? Mm -hmm. So for our students and this goes for our this also goes for our employees. The students and employees have DPS emails, 
And so we're, uh, for the students and employees, we send them the links to their, the survey through their email. Um, the youngest EPS students, uh, ages uh, ECE, right, early childhood education, mm -hmm. kindergarten, first and second, mm -hmm. they don't take the survey. Um, they, our students start in third grade, and mm -hmm. we know that for some of our third graders, they don't, might not check their email every day. They might not know how to check it. But for those we're working with the schools, for those youngest students working with the schools, to have their teachers help them learn to do that. Mm -hmm. I think that's a testament on how far we've come when it comes to collecting information from our students. Mm -hmm. I was a DPS student mm -hmm. once a uh, long time ago, and the fact, the simple fact that you're saying, well, we reached out to them and we, they have emails and they can answer the survey is a very cool idea to me because you're collecting it from our students mm -hmm. and you're collecting it from our employees and our families. So we're going to get a real good picture of what's going on in DPS mm -hmm. and what they're saying about mm -hmm. DPS. Yeah. I did want to yeah. mention for, our, you know, so our families, it is a little bit dis different situation because Clearly, our families don't have their own DPS email. Sure. So um, for our families, the best ways are through School Messenger for those, for those families that are in School Messenger. Mm -hmm. uh, we're also going to have that information, the links to the survey available on Facebook and Twitter, mm -hmm. as well as a number of different, all, everyone who signed, all the family members signed up for different newsletters. They can find them there, as well as the DPS website in general. So there are multiple ways that we are contacting our families um, to gather this information and, and take this survey. Exactly. Thank you. My last question for you is this. Who can we contact if we have questions about the survey specifically? Mm -hmm. So as I mentioned, if for things outside the survey, if there's uh, something that's, um, the, that a family member would like to talk to someone in the district about that is not uh, specifically survey related, those questions are best directed to that face number I told you about earlier. Mm -hmm. However, if a lot of times um, we have questions specifically about the survey, a lot of times maybe some technical questions, uh, problems about exactly how to access it. And for that, we actually have a uh, survey email. Mm -hmm. It's surveys at dpsk12.org. Well, thank you so much for this information, Brooks. I wanna thank you for coming on and talking about a very important topic um, to the district and to our superintendent. Uh, friends and families, this concludes our Educa DPS podcast for today. I want to ask you all to help share this content with families, with friends, and other community members, very specifically about today's topic because it's your voice, tu voz. For more content and more Educa content and other stories, visit our YouTube channel at Denver Public Schools Plus. It is very important to us here at Educa and here at the multimedia team to give credit where credit is due to all the people behind the scenes who contribute to making all of the DPS multimedia productions. Starting off with our executive director, Will Jones. Thank you to our director of external communications, Scott Privil. Thank you to our director of internal communications, Selena Nakamura. The great Don Pierce, our executive producer and videographer of this podcast and many more pr productions. Our own Beto Gaitan, our multimedia lead producer and host of the Spanish Educa. Hannah Young, our guru of social media. Georgia Alexander, our communication specialist. 
Trey Hill, our strategic communication specialist, and April Spites, our graphic designer. A very special shout out to our DPS educators, students, and parents. And a big thank you to our superintendent, Dr. Alex Marrero, as he says, proud superintendent of Denver Public Schools for supporting the EDUCA and all of our platforms. Yours truly, Javier Ibarra, Senior Manager of Media and Public Relations, as well as the EDUCA host in English. Please remember to tell your children more often, I believe in you and I know you can do it. Until next time.